Hello, welcome back to the JRB podcast uh, with myself, Ryan Levine, joined here by Jeff Jones and Bowden Temnick. What's up? Yo. Hi, so today we're going to talk about uh, just a brief overview of Cyberstorm Access. Uh, I don't think we're going to go quite as in-depth as we did for Fourth and Hypernova, where we just spent literally two hours going over quite literally every single notable card. For one, I don't think there are as many notable cards in this set, probably. And uh, two, we have other stuff we want to talk about, so we're not going to hopefully spend two hours on it. Uh, then we're going to talk about predictions and thoughts on a potential banlist update. Um, it looks like it's around that time. There's a new set coming out. Uh, you know, we're about to hit into WTQ season, and, you know, there's probably some cards people don't want to play against <laughs> that, you know, we can we can talk about. But um, I guess let's jump into it first of all with uh, Cyberstorm Access. So I have not looked into this set as much as I probably have for prior sets. I don't know if it's just because, like, I'm just bored or, like, not as interested as I probably have been previously, but, like, my overall uh like thoughts about this set is it doesn't seem super strong there there are like a you know there are a few notable cards as always but this seems like i guess because we just had like banger sets in power of the elements darkwing blast photon hypernova like cards that completely reshaped everything this seems more of like a maybe a battle of chaos or like difo tier set where it's like there are a couple key cards you know like that make some decks significantly better, but I don't think we're going to see like a crazy overhaul of the meta unless we also get a ban list. But what do you guys think about that? Yeah, so like this set to me, so there are like three different kinds of sets for me. Uh, one is the kind of set that is basically just, it's completely awful, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have the sets mm -hmm. like Pote, which are completely changing, like format changing, right? Uh, then you have something like Cyberstorm Access, which, uh, when you have something like this, many times what happens is it's a set that has a lot of good cards spread among way too many different ty deck types. So if you look, there are is a little bit of everything for, or there's a little bit of stuff for like just so many things. So you have like firewall support then you have like here's some ice jame cards and then you have here's an infinite track card and like a manadorm a manadome card super heavy samurai um uh bestial libromancer gold pride and with with sets like this if you look at these cards individually uh, most of these cards are you read them like these cards are like pretty good you definitely play these cards in the decks that they're meant to be played in however because the set isn't really concise and everything is spread too thin, it makes it seem weaker. Whereas when you have sets like Pote, you have like very clearly two very strong decks with a lot of cards. And in this, it's like 20 decks with strong cards. With so like that two makes cards. It, yeah. 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 With, with like two cards each, right? Or like mm -hmm. one or two. Um, and so it, it, it it's kind of weird. It makes the set seem bad. Like, if you read the cards themselves, you're going to read, like, all these cards in the set, and you're like, oh, yeah, this card is, like, pretty good or pretty strong, but it's not pot level because decks didn't get seven, ten cards or whatever each. In, I'd yeah. also argue that something like pot and even Darkwing Blast, to a certain degree, also had more, like, obvious staple-type cards, like... 
Ultimate Slayer and Divine Cardo didn't really take off to the levels people thought they would. You know, we saw Divine Cardo get played more recently, and I'm sure Ultimate Slayer will have its day. It's just right now you just can't even activate it against Arise Heart. So, why? you know, that card can't be in your deck. Um, yeah. But then you also had, like, Garura, which was, like, a staple. And I'm even going to go far as to say Elf was just a staple in literally every deck, mm-hmm. not even just in the deck. Uh, you don't even have to go far. Yeah. That card is just, like, a, it's yeah. Cardo's Nightmare Novel, and let's be real. Yeah, and then, you know, and then for Darkwing Blast, the Bistrals were, like, pseudo-staples. We're, like, they're not really played now, but obviously they were There's lots of, lots of generic cards that are very strong. Yeah, and this set, I kind of agree. I think this set does kind of lack the, the splash ability, that those sets have and we have seen pretty poor sets get carried on those generic cards like you know pot of prosperity like really made blazing vortex not just the worst set ever and then we had rise of duelist get both talents and droplet um and stuff like that and the closest i can see to that in this deck or in this set is like the apple dragon thing and chaos angel but we can talk about that more specifically later but sorry is is the huge one yeah Yeah. but but do you have any like overall thoughts on this before we move on to specific cards uh no really hit the nail on the head i'm i'm not like disappointed in it but Mm -hmm. i feel like it's not the shakeup required um and i i i don't know like that's fair japan japan had like the the big thing with Tia for an extended period of time compared to what we were at, like we, we transitioned quite smoothly despite having like similar hits, I guess, if you could argue that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like the format is still doing the same thing it was before for the most part with just some more, like, you know, imbalance decks that are doing ignorant things. So I agree. I think without a ban list, this set might just fall flat. It feels like Daifo. Yeah, you know? I think I think that's exactly. I think, yeah, I, I think Daifo is a is something that, like, I guess to draw more parallels to Daifo, that, I don't think Daifo is a particularly weak set. Mm. It, it it just, you know, like, Therian Regulus was an incredible card, and mm. so was uh, the punk Deer Note. And mm-hmm. Deer Note saw play in a ton of decks, you know, and and, Ther- yeah. and, the Re- and the Therians were tried and then eventually dropped, and, like, we've kind of seen them pop in and out. And, like, Regulus is a card that, you know, like, I picked up a playset eventually, and, like, I've I've owned that card because I feel like it could very easily be, be played again at any point, right? And it's, like, yeah, but but it never it never quite took off. Um, and I think, yeah, a lot of trends the same in this one, which let's start with probably the most hyped cards in Cybertron Access, which are... Shockingly, also two commons, uh, the pearlies. Mm-hmm. Also, rarity distribution of this set, not exciting? Question mark. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but it's like I was looking at the rarities in this set, and just like all the cards it's, I thought were good were not high rarity, and it's like, oh, that's good for people that like want to get them. And then I'm like, but at the same time, it's like bad if you're it's, actually it's, buying it's, the set. <laughs> you know, it's like it, hmm. it, it, it's a straight, it's just straight up bad. So the, yeah. the thing is, is like. <laughs> It doesn't matter if like cards are easy to get for people in the long run. What's most healthy is that people want to buy this, so stores will sell it. If yes. this is sitting on shelves in stores, stores get fucked over, and it feels really bad just to have to invest a lot of money in a product and just have it sitting on your shelves mm. untouched. Um, 
When so, you look at a set and it's like the most expensive card in this set is $45 and a box mm-hmm. costs, you know, 80 or 90. It's yeah. It's just like, it's, it's yeah, weird because you figure, you figure the answer to a, like a situation like that, where you want to have your low end be accessible for everyone within reason. And your top end is the cosmetics, right? Like the starlight res and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously the, the trend roof scene is just like starlight res that it just very lackluster and generally incorrect picks, right? Like that's that's a big one. Ryan can scream for 10, I've 20 hours. I literally have, I can write an Thoughts. essay about why yeah, I don't. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. but if you're so going like, to okay, make a card a starlight, make it a starlight it in their before, own set. Yeah. Don't do Beast of Starfrost and DP. Also from Daifo. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. Do you this really is just Daifo. It even has Beast of Starfrost. What do you think the solution is? Like, how, how do you solve it? Because we've seen sets like... um. Like Battles of Legends, Crystal Revenge, obviously not like a parallel with a course that, you know, given the different distributions of rarities and stuff like that. But would you think putting more Starlight Rares in a set and just having the cosmetic bumps would make core sets better? Would it devalue other Starlights? Like getting a unique out. Starlight Rare. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. We, we are about to find no, you, out. You know what? I, like, it, it, no, but like, is that is that solving it? Do you think that's? Going I don't to make... think that alone no, will solve I, it, but I do I think it could be. I think it could be better than what's happening now, and oh, we will no, find but, out like, soon. Is so I don't want to. I'll agree with. Yeah, that, I'm just yeah. saying. Like, for those of you who are not sure, we're talking about it's already been announced that um the next Battles of Legends set uh and. I think they also said dueling nexus. Dueling, dueling, dueling nexus, nexus yeah. one also, that has like the spread yeah, of 25th anniversary. They, they will have 25 quarter century rares, which we do not know how they will be distributed. Like I, I would, I'm gonna go on record saying I would think there is no way possible the distribution will be the same as Starlight's. Because if you get one twenty, if you get one quarter century secret rare every other case, and there are twenty five different ones, that would that would actually just be the craziest thing ever. So I will go on the record. I can't fathom it will be the same scarcity as Starlight's. Like there, that would just yeah. sound so crazy to me. But I'm just going to assume it's going to be one per case. Yeah, I was thinking it would probably be something like that. Or because there are so many, maybe closer to collector rare distributions. But yeah, that, that's that's also mm-hmm. what I kind of would gather. But, you know, we'll know soon. You know, just in a couple months, we're, we're going to have uh, Battles and uh, Duelist Nexus. And then presumably uh, the next three course that's after that, that will be under the 25th anniversary branding, will also probably have that same spread. So we'll get more or less a year of sets um at least up until february i believe is like the official end allegedly of the quarter century anniversary or whatever so at least until february um you know all the sets will probably follow that distribution and we'll see how if that helps or if it hurts and whatever but yeah um and just just like a random note so like <laughs> as far as like choosing what cards become the 25th anniversary rare i think it's probably going to be so if you look at the how sets are spread out there's 10 secret rares and 14 ultra rares which adds up to 24 and then the oh. last card would just be the an import card right I see yeah that makes a lot of sense if they just did so, it that way so i think it would just be like all the secrets all the ultras and then whatever the import card they put in i would hey that's hate just that. how japan does that it, is right? how japan does it yeah i well sort of well they don't have well, japan it's a little has, different uh, yeah. like a secret yeah. and then yeah yeah because secret rares in japan are not their own rarity 
they are yes. a cosmetic. They, they were even, rarity. Yeah, even right? super yeah. rares in Japan can be secret rarities. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, in Japan, the core rarities are common. I think they still have rares, uh, super and ultra. And then all supers can come as secrets. All ultras can come as secrets. And all ultras can come as ultimates. Yes. Um, yeah. So, like, secret rare is not, like, its own rarity. It's, like, a cosmetic upgrade to the other foils in the set. So, And then now, yes, all of the super and ultras can also come quarter century rare in Japan. That is, I believe, how they did it for Duelist Nexus. So that would check out. That would make a lot of sense. Um, and then, yeah, and then maybe we'll... So, yeah, that would make sense if we they, if they do all the secrets, all the ultras, and then the one, uh, you know, like, reprint uh, Starlight. That would be pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Assuming, again, they pick good cards <laughs> but you know whatever let's let's just move on for that yeah so anyway back to uh to pearly back to super heavy so, sam oh i'm sorry yeah yeah yeah, pearly, yeah, right? yeah okay <laughs> yeah so um the pearly cards are commons right they're, they're both both of them i think yeah right? yeah so um thoughts on that <laughs> on them being commons i think it's bizarre they're commons because they were all collectors rares in the yes in the corset. This is my biggest pet peeve which, because which, whenever they uh, do this with Exo Sisters and Live Twins, whenever they put a card and Labyrinth and Labyrinth, and they did it yeah. all three times. Actually, they they did it for for Live Twins. They gave Live Twins three Starlights. They gave Exo Sister two Starlights, and they gave Labyrinth a Starlight. The fact that this pearly is not an ultra like the other pearly and a starlight mm-hmm. rare is I am my I was mind blown. I'm yes. so distraught. I'm uh, yeah. so distraught. <laughs> distraught is a good way. To, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it 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 just seems bizarre that they've. It's it's so I think it's so funny when you look at and all three of those and decks. This pearly even, is like almost better than the other pearly yeah. some most times. Like it's not like the other regular pearly is not once per turn, but like starting off your turn uh, like with. Per oh my god, and the name change. Don't even get me started. Per Lily, Per Lily, Per Lila. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever it You're is. Like, oh god. All right, just go ahead. I need. Okay, okay. I was gonna say like, it's just bizarre to me to look at the rarity d- d- distribution when you when you look at it, you might think in a vacuum like, oh well, you know, I guess it didn't work out for the, all the other decks, and then you think back and you are like, Live Twin was played and very expensive and people like that deck and exorcister was played and one oics and was pretty expensive and people like that deck and labyrinth was played and like did quite well at some events recently and was very expensive and people like that deck and it's like then they just the good pearly card comes out and they're like no common and i just i don't know it's it's weird i, I i'm i'm just curious to know what the like what the reasoning was to to not stick with that trend because i don't necessarily i don't hate or like i i actually liked the trend of the collectors like the set they pushed the most in the collector's rare sets getting more starlights as it went on um because that's kind of what Bowden was talking about earlier where he's like well you know the top end should probably be like the cosmetic upgrades and it was creating these decks that do have the top end cosmetic upgrades that were reasonably playable and they were not the best decks they were not you know tier zero you had to play them you had to get them in the high rarity but they were competent and if you wanted them in the high rarity you could get them and some people like that and just it's weird to give pearly five collector's rares and then make both the support cards commons that are better than some of the yeah i don't quite get it 
I would have assumed they would have made the spell an ultra to match the spells, and then I would have assumed they would have made the monster ultra, and then also made the monster starlight. But yeah, I, yeah whatever. And then we know there'll be more pearlies no, in Duel and Nexus. But... It is not whatever. I mean, no, I agree. It's not whatever. But we can't change it. It's like <laughs> there's nothing we can do now. Anyway, so let's let's focus less on the rarity and more on the actual application of the cards. So um, obviously, sleepy sleepy memory, um, insane card, very strong. Um, and then I guess this is the big, this is probably going to be the question that we ask to every single Syak card that we're going to talk about for the next 45 minutes is going to be, but can it beat Kashtira though? Like if mm -hmm. your opponent summons an Arise Heart and you look at your hand of six pearly cards, can you win? And I'm not convinced the answer is yes, but do, do, do either of you have, have, have thoughts on that? If your hand is, I mean, if you activate a field spell, it forces a rise heart, basically. Mm. Um, so that's a lot of thing that Pearly has going for it. Uh, and also, the fact that Pearly also gets to use a lot of non-engine cards uh, mm -hmm. makes it, it's, I mean, it also is very similar to Kashira in that vein, because uh, Kashira gets all these spots for, like, these support or flex spots, and the same goes for Pearly, where they play with one card, and they have things like uh like tactics so you can use like dark ruler no more um like the hand traps and stuff like that um so it's it's very very flexible i i think that pearly is like pretty well positioned into kashira actually um obviously any deck can just lose to like a rise heart multiple back row or hand traps um that's just the way Yu-Gi-Oh is right now but i don't think pearly has an overbearingly hard doesn't or, have it worse like, than anything else yeah than right? anything yeah. else yeah okay. sure that's fair do you have any thoughts on that? Or... Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> okay, it's fine. Kashtira? Um, what? No, no like, like everything is bad into Kashtira. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, that Kashtira deck shouldn't exist. Like... <laughs> okay, uh... that's fair. Yeah. Um, And then, as far as, like... So, okay. This is this is my main issue with... um, You know, I'm just going to do some armchair theory here as i've obviously mm -hmm. played zero games of pearly versus kashira or anything versus anything with cybernetic with cyberstorm access legal but um the way i see it right we've seen this cycle of the kashira boards going wide you know everyone was like oh my god they're gonna lock all your zones and then the event and then i think like at mexico city that is what we did <laughs> because you know nibiru was not great against like uh uh, Terra Elements, we just tried to lock zones every single time and like did a wide board and they couldn't win usually. Then everyone's like, oh my god, Kashira is the only good deck, like there was a ban list, and now everyone's gonna lock all your zones, like you have to play Sphere Mode, you have to play Lava Goal, and you have to play Nibiru. And then the next event, we just made a Rise Heart, right? And like everyone just made a Rise Heart, and then all those cards were terrible. And then then it sort of was like, okay, when everyone's just making a Rise Heart, uh, you know, Kaidus are really good and like, you know, going wide sucks. And then the next event, we saw people making two Arise Hearts. It's like, because that mm -hmm. was like the level of extension that you could still have cards for follow-up, but not auto-lose to like, you know, like a one Kaiju or whatever. And then now with that, it's like people are like, okay, maybe maybe we go back to Lava Golem, like maybe like evenly matches something to consider again because it just puts them on one Arise Heart, whatever, whatever, right? And then we've just seen these weird cycles of cards being good and cards being bad and the Kashtira decks adapting. And now we're throwing pearly into it which is a deck that more or less will draw two to four cards and make a towers and 
what do you do again? You can't play Lava Golem against that, right? Like you can't play, um, you can't go wide. You you can't play the wide cards against that. The only things that beat that are, you know, uh, the single target cards like Xyz Encore, um, the Akaiju, you know, Herald of the or whatever the uh, what's that card called. Herald of the Abyss, Herald but of the that Abyss. card is not even that good because you can play around it like I, almost. I agree. All the time. <laughs> I agree. You know, and it's just like then we see these cards being the cards everybody's leaning towards, and then in my mind, what that makes me think is, I go, I'm just gonna play Kashira and lock all their zones because, you know, <laughs> that's what that is, right? Like if everybody, and and it just brings us back to the point where now you're no longer trying to play the guessing game of what Kashtira board your opponent is trying to make. Now you're playing the guessing game of what Kashtira board they're trying to make and what deck they are playing, you know? Because if you're going to main stuff like Sphere Mode and Nibiru and then your opponent just summons a pearly card and just makes a 70 material Noir and draws four, what do you do with those cards? Nothing. You, you lose, right? Like, the game is over. And then if you have a Kaiju and your opponent you know, locks all your zones and makes two Arise Hearts and you look at your one Kaiju, like, what do you do? Nothing. Like, you probably lose. So, it just seems now we're back, you know, between a rock and a hard place, not just trying to play the Kashtira guessing game, but just... And then there are more decks also that we're going to go into. Um, but that's how I feel it with just the first baseline level of Pearly and Kashtira. But... Yeah, I... I I agree. I also think we spent too much time talking about two pearly cards. I did. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> this ain't the pearly podcast. Today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. But do you have any closing thoughts on pearly? Or like, I don't think there's that much. Like, nothing's reinventing the wheel. But if you have anything that we neglected, feel free. To... I mean, it's it's just you have like anywhere from nine to like fifteen flex spots. Like it's mm-hmm. the same as every other deck. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I think. <laughs> So it's going to play into the trend um, of like a rise hot pause where it's like kind of exploitable, but obviously there's like ways to sort of like mitigate it and set up boards that function in certain ways and place certain hand traps that help with those trends. Um, But maybe for Philly or like a European um, like nationals or something like early into Syak coming out, um, you might see Pearly get like exploited pretty early. And then, like, obviously, it'll it'll be more resilient as time goes on. I think it's, it's like, a pretty good deck. It's very, like, adaptable to, like, how people are sort of approaching it yeah. and stuff like that. So, and yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, think it's, I think its adaptability is where I think it'll really shine, where when the format gets a bit more defined and you can really just hone in on the decks you want to beat. I think it, I think Pearly is one of those decks. I've, I've, I've mentioned decks like this in the past. Um I also kind of think Eldritch is a deck that kind of falls into this category where like if you build your deck to beat a specific deck, you literally cannot lose to it. If you build your pearly deck and you go, I am going to make the most anti-Kashtira or anti-branded pearly deck literally ever and just play all your tech slots to beat the specific matchup, you will defeat it literally every time. And once once the format is more defined and you can actually have an idea of what decks you will be playing against with you know some degree of certainty and then you can adapt your side deck to cover the other matchups like much more clearly i think it will be you know very strong but yeah um i guess we'll move on to super heavy samurais next one i have on my list um so i truly don't have much to say about 
uh, what about these cards at all. Um, I'm not really familiar with what they can do uh, with the cards we have legal, um, which is, from what I understand, very similar to what they could have done. You know, we don't have, well, I guess Japan doesn't have Elf anymore either. You know, we don't have Electromite, but like we do have Beyond the Pendulum. So like there's still a lot you can do and it's all very similar, but I don't know the specifics of it. And I don't know how we're meant to really approach this deck, especially because from what I've seen now, the most common deck these cards are played in in the OCG is like a, an Ad Emancipator grass deck with block uh, dragon. dragon yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. sure, you know, that doesn't really translate. That card even exists in Japan, yeah, so. you know, but yeah. then I look at that and I go like, well, we can't really adapt this to the TCG because you can play quite literally three cards in the 60 card deck here, but you know, it's okay. So well, I'm so not sure like these are meant to be You don't have doing. the added benefit of, um, of being able to take the spells out of your grave right with like well you're only playing like you know the the two copies of grass and then whatever else but like we don't have uh multiple shufflers and and everything so it's like a little less yeah that's another big one too it's a little less likely that you'll be able to like splash engines like that um some people discuss like oh you play like spell striker and then like some other you know what i mean that's like silly shit like that yeah (laughs) that sounds really questionable it's just like any any way to offset that restriction when you probably don't have to Mm -hmm. but like what did they like i guess i guess the way i see it is i not inconsistent combo deck i look at these combos and i go like i feel like we could have done all of this already I feel like if you wanted to make a crazy oh, yeah. board, you could have done this with 38,000 other cards. And I don't uh-huh. really see the appeal of these versus the ones that exist or the ones that are about to come out, whatever, whatever, whatever. And the restrictions yeah. on these seem like a lot. Like, you can't play any spells. That's pretty big. I mean, you can, but, like, not really. Like, uh, And for mm. us, it's much harder to play spells, as you already mentioned, you know? Because we lack a lot of the good tools to get the spell to get the spells out of your graveyard, so it's just like I don't but, quite see it to the level that a bunch of other people are discussing it. However, I am prepared to be wrong, <laughs> but well, that's yeah, just I mean, how I, I see it. This is what I. Huh? Sorry, you just cut out. I let you do very unfair things. However. Sorry, I said I said when talking about this with Bowden is that these cards let are very strong and let you do unfair things. Yeah. However, a lot of decks can do that. Yeah. And th- this deck also has the uh the downside like of not loop. being able to use s- spells to It's a big one. Yeah, I know that's a great that's mm. I think that's the one ever talking about this and I go like I I enjoy spell cards. <laughs> you can do spell like, card enjoy. Those are the cards well, that let you out the opponent's field the most. So going yeah. second, you're going to have a very hard time outside of playing a crap ton of hand traps, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, not being able to do that is just it. It's, it puts you in a really, really it, weird position. It However, makes no sense for people who want to end on Baron Appaloosa, like like a spell canceler. Like, why do you want to end on these at all? And you yeah. can just already wow. do that, probably. Yes. Like a dragon deck, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> You're better off playing the dragon deck, in my yeah. opinion, because you have, you have a, because you can actually play spell cards and stuff. Um, but uh, okay, can I just say spell canceler uh, is very funny in this deck because it's just like, oh, if I can't play spells, neither can you. 
<laughs> like, what do you think about that? But because the deck does... What was that? I was saying, like, it's so funny that it's playing Spell Canceler, and it's just like, well, I can't play spells, neither can you. <laughs> like, oh, now sure. who's playing a bad no-spell deck? <laughs> you! <laughs> uh, like, mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, yeah, like, I think this deck has a lot of flaws, but it's still a deck that you 100% can lose to in a tournament, just because oh, for you sure. lost the die roll, and then, like, game three, like, you don't draw hand traps or outs of their field or whatnot. Uh, one other thing I want to point out is that in Japan, also, they have, like, a searchable hand loop as well, where they can rip two cards from your hand with Smoke Grenade of the Thief. Oh, yeah, and... that card's still legal there, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we, you can't do that here. You have to rely on, like, Gotems to do that. Gotems! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, Japan, so Japan still does Gotems, but... Oh, okay. Japan doesn't have to use God. Japan just I, I, I know. Yeah, like looking at your opponent's it. hand and ripping a card is is equally because they do they do uh, you... braver dragon power tool braver dragon right is that is that the one they make? Yeah, power tool braver dragon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have that. But literally, a, like a gen a generic level nine synchro. That's also Earth. So all your Vona self like lets yes. you get that. Yeah, as with no point. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh, Atrocious, etc. But yeah, so back to that <laughs> point, though. Solely, I do not understand why you would like to make a board with... Like, I think these cards are very good. They, they all do very unique things. It's very interesting, right? Like, at, at the core of but it... But have you considered all, like, the cost? That is all I'll say. Yes. But, like, they're all very unique, right? Like, we look at them and we think, oh, it's interesting. Obviously, the end result is the same, and the steps in between are just a little more convoluted compared to, like, where you would normally get with these sort of combo decks. There's nothing, like, truly unique. And I think the resilience mainly comes from, like, the stuff like Excel, Stardust, Synchro existing now. And, like, your Baron just, like, is unaffected. Like, who would have thought? Um, and then, yeah, like, make your end board doesn't look anything better than what Dragon can do. Like, Dragon just has an order when they can Chaos Angel you, and, like, they clock you, you have to draw a Kaiju, haha, <laughs> like, like, that's probably, you know, bad in itself, I think. But, like, I think other decks are going to be able to do what people are trying to do with Super Heavy now, but I think what you should be doing is, why wouldn't you just maximize the opportunity of killing your opponent on turn one? Ignore every other variable. If you're so resilient to hand traps, then you're not resilient to sphere mode, lava golem, you know, <laughs> yeah, dark rule, or yeah. whatever. Just, just end the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> whether that's like yeah. discard all six cards from their hand, or yeah, just FTK yeah. them. Actually, don't give them mm -hmm. a turn. Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's kind of how I felt about like the, these pseudo FTKs. I mm. feel like they just don't fly currently. Like they're just so they're so easy to like just sometimes even beat with engine obviously it's like oh well that's just like four negates it's like it, it, i it think has... the pendulum ftk deck was always better than this dumb combo firewall pendulum deck like that is also one that baffled me when my opponent would like make a board and i would just be like i feel like the chance of me breaking this is not zero and even if i only broke that crazy board 20 percent of the time that's probably about how how often i broke it i would actually say like they won 80 percent of the time and then I would go first and I would FTK them and I would just think, what is happening? You know, like just just like that. That's that's exactly how I see it with these. Yeah, it's like I don't think your deck changes that much to just discard all six cards from your opponent's hand as opposed to making Baron Appaloosa 
savage. It just seems mm-hmm. like you're doing a lot for not as much benefit. But yeah, so I think we kind of all have very similar thoughts on this deck, I guess. And, you know, maybe we'll all be wrong. Maybe it's just crazy and we're overlooking something, but I don't think so. No, I, I, I don't think. I, I, <laughs> I think this deck will be playable. I, I, think, I just don't think, I think it'll be nearly as good. Of the deck being so strong, sometimes you'll lose to it, but not being consistent to as like as one of the other decks which can do very unfair things with lower amount of investment mm-hmm. like I, 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 yeah i think it comes back to what we've said many a time again when we look at cyberstorm access is it bringing a new tier zero deck not necessarily is it bringing another deck at a similar power level to what we have currently which inherently makes the game worse oh definitely <laughs> yeah um, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So, uh, let's move on to the Albaz support. I have a bunch of question marks in my notes about this. Um, I feel like this deck has been getting support for three years and I still <laughs> don't know what they want it to do. And it's been good. It's been good sometimes and bad sometimes. And I just don't know. What to think so of it's, these cards? It's, it's the same thing with Super Heavy Samurai. It is a good deck that does powerful things, but has flaws that are exploitable. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's more of the same. Like it, you, there's only so much you can do with a deck that is primarily fusion summons, right? Yeah. Well, that I mean, literally mm-hmm. says you may only fusion summon <laughs> when you yeah. use your best card. Yeah. So, well, I said primarily because now you have the new one that's a synchro monster. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, I I think that the support that they get so okay so i was i was genuinely surprised like the last wave of support that we got um in photon hypernova right mm-hmm. like i'm not yeah. yeah okay it's been a minute i can't remember <laughs> I that even came out so like i was surprised at how like less one-dimensional those cards made the deck like i'm seeing people do uh again this is the funny part because they are still doing expulsion and like gimmick puppet but it's like i'm seeing them do it without even resolving brand infusion yes and it's just like yeah like cool like you can actually play out your hand now and it's like quite resilient to um like some of the common trends in the format which is which is really cool the downside still being like d barrier is just still easily accessible in the format yeah. Um, and if people are making these crazy end boards, it's like branded is one of the few decks that can't fit a crazy amount of non-engine. And it's going to be the same now when there's just all these other good branded cards you try and fit into the deck. And then you're either it's like this pile strategy or you're at 40 cards where it's like, yeah, you know what? I guess I like I some of these lists I've seen just like have cut ad libitum. And I'm just like, you know what? I, it's gotten to that point. Like the value of these cards has just scaled so much where it's like, well, what are we cutting? It's like, uh, I guess we can just cut, you know, branded in red. I, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah. literally becoming like so, so ridiculous where it's like, yeah, we're just cutting all these cards. It's like I have six non-engine spots and like it's still not enough, but I need to fit in all of these new cards. So, so yeah, branded's just very thing, limited. One thing I want to, to talk about is like, yeah, all these cards are like, pretty good i think you play almost all of them in your deck guiding clem is a very cool card i uh, I, really, I really like that card uh but the big issue i have with these cards is that before this set i would have said i don't think brandon needs any hits outside of ban- forbidding branded expulsion now you cannot do that because the new fusion monster is just branded expulsion yeah 
And now you cannot just ban Gimmick Puppet because there are other cards you can place in, instead of Gimmick Puppet, which do the same thing functionally. Like 1% worse. <laughs> yes. So now that you can't hit any of the cards unless you just ban all of them. So other than that, then you would just have to go to, oh, I guess I just hit multiple branded cards so then you're like what limit fusion to one uh, branded opening or something like yeah, that limit opening limit fusion limit looper and the deck doesn't have a like win percent that to like warrant doing that but it still does these extremely frustrating things that it just creates like this weird I would like, like to talk about that where, like, actually you you can't like there's you can't hit the cards that you want to hit unless you just ban the new fusion dragon and you ban ban expulsion and then because those are like only going to be used for evil basically yes, that right? new that new branded dragon guy will be used exclusively for evil so so to touch on your point of you know like is their win rate high enough to warrant this for a very very long time I was incredibly, incredibly numbers-based in my philosophy on game design and, you know, what have you. And I would say, well, you know, if it has a low win rate, then it actually isn't a problem. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, if they want to put Monster Reborn in their main deck and, you know, have, like, a subpar card, that's their prerogative. Like, over the course of the long term, it will actually be worse for them than, you know, better for them. And as I've played more and more games, and I've played the, you know, like hundreds of thousands of, I mean, not, not hundreds of thousands, but, you know, like I've probably played, I think I've played close to 10,000 games of all of these games that I play, you know, like, like it's, I've played a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot over many, many, many years. And the, the, the philosophy I'm now more open to uh, after also researching a lot about other games, how they approach uh, design philosophy and whatever. And something um, in my brief stint in Hearthstone that I really learned a lot from was reading their explanations for balance changes. And there was one that I remember very, very vividly that's kind of stuck with me where they said, this deck didn't have a particularly alarming win rate um, at most levels of play. However, the way it wins... And the amount, or rather the lack of any counterplay made it so frustrating and just creates an overall negative play experience that why would we want that in the game? Like, let's say there's a deck that has a literal 49% win rate, but if but just you they draw their hand and they have a card that wins the game automatically, or they do not. And if you only have 49% of the cards in your deck being that card that automatically wins, that doesn't mean that's a fair thing to have in your game. Well, you know, over the course of the of the duration of the game, it's actually, a, you know, sub 50%, so it's fine. Not really. That's not, you know, th there are more factors that are at play here. And it's like, if the goal, the goal of these games is to make people want to play it, right? It needs to be fun. And I think the way that the, I think the way that Branded is played right now is some of the least fun I've had playing against a deck in Yu-Gi-Oh! in a long, long time. I think maybe the only other one that I can think of recently is like when I got Droll Reincarnationed against Trickstar. Mm -hmm. I think that's sure. probably 
the time that I like I don't even have that much issue playing against back row and floodgate decks as much anymore I think I think a lot of the decks now are powerful enough and have enough answers that like you actually can get somewhat interactive games sometimes and then and then I just play against Brandon they're just playing a combo deck that floodgates me and I just go wow this is really dumb like okay so before we get <laughs> too far gone I want to mm-hmm. touch on, on on two things mm-hmm. and uh, one is re- regarding. I know the the point was not Hearthstone exactly, yes. but um, uh, with Hearthstone they have a luxury of being able to say things like that and and do things because they can simply edit cards inside of their yes. game. Yes, no, I agree. Yes, yes. Uh, unfortunately, Yu-Gi-Oh cannot do that, but Yu-Gi-Oh has done this before. Not edit cards, but seeing that like this card is only used for evil there's no reason to have it exist mm-hmm. with things like mass driver and, and, and things like that right um however these cards were not specifically only for uh or were all for like one deck they were like pretty generic and so when you have something like branded it's like well what do you what what do you, what do, you do uh, it, it you really, literally just have to ban the two cards that like put cards on your opponent's side of the field. That's something else I want to talk about eventually. Maybe not this podcast, yeah. but I think that's that a terrible mechanic on your opponent's side of the field is something that they should just not do. I agree. Um, I I I truly hope they never. That is a mechanic that every single time I see a card that does that, like with some very 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 minor exceptions, I kind of appreciate the necessity of the plunder card that does that because that entire deck is based around your opponent having to have a card on their, you know, in their graveyard or whatever. But yes, for the most part, I do agree with you. Those effects are used almost exclusively to make your opponent not be able to play a card. Yes. And that's uh, like, why? I, 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 I would say that like cards that put any card you want on your opponent's side of the field, some, that's like fine. But if it's very specific, like, Except for like Ibli. like I think that card should be banned too. Yes, but, I agree. Uh, like, like yeah, the, the plunder card, like you just give them like a generic token that doesn't has no effects. Like that's like that's probably where they're at. But they keep making these cards that have like effects, and then giving at your card opponent any card you want or whatnot, and that's that's not okay. <laughs> I agree. Um, I guess the last thing I'll say about branded is like yes, I agree. The only way, in my opinion, the only way. They're, they have three things they can do now, in my opinion. They have th- three options. One, ban all of the inarchetypal cards that put monsters on your opponent's side of the field, which would be Expulsion and the new card, which I don't think they're going to do that. They just made it a secret. That card is not getting banned on the next list. Like, with near 100% certainty, I will say the new secret rare that is not out yet will not be banned on the next list. Yes. Um, And then that's option one, uh, which I think is the path of least resistance, actually. I think if yes. they, maybe they let this go on for one more format, and then maybe we have, like, a September list, and then they ban that card and Expulsion. I'd be okay with that. Then the brand, because I, I think the branded deck is interesting. Mind that of it, it's better to ban one or two cards and, like, limit four or yes, five. Yes, I agree. So, so then, option two, ban every single degenerate card they could give your opponent. Not feasible, because they, because I am 100% certain Every single one you can possibly think of. Ito, Gimmick Puppet, uh, Raw's Disciple, anything you can think of, if they ban them, somebody will find another one. (laughs) 
right? Or <laughs> knowing them, they'll accidentally trade another one. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, and then it's just like, and and then and then we're back at square one, right? Where it's like, where it's like, you can't just that. Would, in my opinion, that would be like playing whack a mole, right? Where like you whack gimmick puppet, and then Roz Cypher pops up on the other side, and you're like, ah, I guess. And then that's option two, which I don't think is feasible because I don't think they would be thorough enough to make it feasible. Because if they do not ban every single one, it does not matter, right? If they ban Ido and they ban Gimmick Puppet but don't ban Ra's Disciple, then they did nothing, you know? Um, and then the next option, the final option, would be, as you said, just kill the deck, um, which mm-hmm. I don't want them to do. I don't think branded outside of the Gimmick Puppet stuff is particularly oppressive. And in fact, I think it is an interesting deck, and I like the different ways you can build it. And it's a deck that I think is healthy to exist and is just fine. It truly is just the expulsion gimmick puppet or Edo or disciple floodgate stuff that creates the play patterns that are just not fun. And I would like to see option one or option two and not option three. And because, I think, you know, I, I think something also like we're talking about like, Oh, you think like the Brandon deck is interesting. I think, it is also interesting, and I think it is fun to play with, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's oppressive because it is a deck that every single one of the cards that exist are, like, interactive or, like, interaction-based, and they're yeah. not just, like, a negate. Mm-hmm. Yes, negate, this, yeah. negate that, negate this, negate that. Every Almost every single one is like, oh, I'll, like, pop this card, or I'll banish this card. Uh, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's it, removal instead is. of negation, which which yeah. which is less oppressive. I would say, yes. like, remo- you know, some decks, some decks deal with negation better than dealing with removal. But obviously, I'd say for the most part, negation is harder to deal with than removal. But there are exceptions. So I feel, I feel like the Brandon deck feels way less bad to play against uh, most of the time because, like, you're playing cards into their cards, they're playing their cards into your cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, like, the deck has like clear weaknesses, like Ash Blossom and Dimensional Barrier. So. Uh, so I, I, it's definitely not, I think, o- overly oppressive. But there we go. Let us, let's keep it moving. We've had more on that. Okay, the next couple. Let's go a bit quicker. There's also less to talk about, I think, for most of these. So, um, the Visa Starfrost support, and I have specifically the Fusion Monster, not even what it does, but the utility of allowing you to, um. Prisma or fusion deployment out of Visa Starfrost. Probably not fusion deployment. Probably just so, so this is this is like talking about like mana dome, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or or like scare. Like you can you can now because this card exists, you can a hero lives for Prisma. Send uh, reveal uh, this guy vicious Ast- astral shroud. I think his name is. Um, yeah. Send Visa Starfrost, and now Prisma's name is Visa Starfrost, and now you can turn Prisma into the Scareclaw Link one, um, and mm-hmm. then sir, and then you can do a lot of stuff from there. And I think we've touched on a lot of this type of thing already with the super heavy samurai deck, but do you think a combo deck based around this interaction has the potential to be stronger than super heavy samurai or does, do you think the utility of these spells doesn't quite help it enough? I think the cards in the planar deck are way worse. Okay. Yeah. Sure. This deck, like it makes Appaloosa barren. But it's at the cost of playing like uh, Prisma. a bunch of scarecrow <laughs> cards. Uh, yeah, I I think Prisma is probably like 
the least concerning part. It's like yeah. all the other moving parts are playable. Don't get me wrong. Like sure. Visa Starfrost is like an extender to an extent in this deck. Um, you have like your Scarecrow, Rykard. You have um, the the field, all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I guess the only argument is like the Scarecrow, like Reborn, is probably like one of the the worst the cards ones, you can yeah. draw. Yeah, but the the issue is like again you just throw all of these cards into your deck uh it loses your opponent like breathing on you and you're sort of just poorly positioned into what every other deck is doing when you go second as well because your deck again similar to branded is okay not not exactly similar to branded but it's a lot of like this non like this like engine requirement sort of thing like if you're playing like the mana dome stuff or you're just playing like the starfrost um you know deck with like prisma and stuff like that but i think you play the mana dome stuff because of like the other synergies but once you get to that point again why wouldn't you just play some type of bestial deck maybe but i could be wrong this is like the weird deck that i'm not entirely sold on yeah but it just feels like there's more moving parts than i would like and i feel like it's still weak weaker to what else is going on in the format so it's probably something that won't end up being good i will say that is what steers me away i'd say almost every deck that i end up Mm. deciding not to play i think you hit it is just i look at it and say i think there's too many moving parts for that i feel Mm. comfortable with and i will say that is definitely like um a lot of the decks that i think i've played if you look at them, I think are generally just the decks oh, that yeah. do the most well, with the with the least the, is generally the how thing, I like to look at it. The other thing with spots like that too is like if if the new deck now it's like it makes Apollos a Baron from one card. So does everything. And it's like <laughs> no, but that, no, that's what I yeah. so like maybe okay, not everything is sort of like yeah, yeah, generalizing yeah. it. But we, we love doing that obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like easier to it's easier to digest. Yeah. Decks, if you look at it and you're like, well, I probably could have done this reasonably efficiently in some of like these other decks right Mm -hmm. into the exact like into the exact same format that we're in it's like what benefit does this have to the decks that i was playing and what benefit does the end board of appaloosa baron have right like what is this achieving and when this does become like a, a a meta deck like we have dark ruler in the format like is this better than what sprite was doing is this more efficient than what sprite was doing that's like the other thing i sort of like to ask myself i'm actually gonna go it's it's just really weird to think about because it just seems like all of these decks are trying to do the same thing but it's like is this doing what this other deck was doing any better is there any like benefits or tricks that's why i think super heavy is the deck that people are sort of like exploring a little bit more of like these super heavy cards are like really good they're they're cohesive all of like the really cool machine cards in your extra deck have like these other applications right like they're not super duper relevant but it's like maybe you have to clifford genius like pop a card you know what i mean just silly shit like that seems like it might be funny and come up Mm -hmm. and then uh you have this one where it's like you make cross sheep and summon back a guy it's like that's interesting (laughs) sounds great yeah that's a good good point though that i truly think sprite might just actually be the best of the decks that do this and by do this i mean just make a wide board and i think it's like it's funny people don't with without uh elf so you know like there's no access to like the double toad i think people really just like neglect that sprite really can just go like like right get griffin like get level twos on the field make sprint send angler and just go like gigantic for uh for you know uh 
blue for jet for like red, <laughs> you know, and like make like the rank two that negates. And you, that's just like three negates, you know, off of like nothing. And I don't know that the, those cards still just do a lot. Like obviously without elf, they're way less resilient, but they still just can negate three of your cards for free more or less. Um, and yeah, it does just seem like those cards have more utility or just a little bit better individually than a lot of these weird combo decks. Even, even without cards. like the, the, the toad deck, right? It's yeah. just like, if you do the, the absolute base level for something like, like summon right? blue is like two negates yeah. technically, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty much. It's like you factor in, like you have a sprint balance, you have like this, you have mm-hmm. that, whether it be smashes, double cross carrot red, right? It's still a lot of cards, and like again, like Jeff loves to say, it's just like same game engine, different skin, right? Yeah. Just all the same sort of shit coming together, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like these do different things, but only in like the surface level, like super heavy, like all the other stuff. It's just it's just a really really weird like point of Yu Gi Oh now where we come from tier, and then we just like. Low, low pointed again like Nats season last year of everything being like same power level if not similar equally oppressive sort of things whether it be mystic mind rivalry as like the floodgates of the format or you have your combo decks with like scythe that didn't really do anything because scythe was like garbage who would have thought um yeah i don't know it it's just it's it's difficult to discuss like new decks coming out when i'm so jaded with like the limited play testing we've, that I've we've had. and we've played so many decks over so many years yeah. that it all just blends together i do kind of agree that it's like ah, oh, yeah. it's doing this again because huh? it's, it's like, like until until i'm playing the actual tournament experience mm-hmm. yeah i can't really give a definitive answer because it's like in testing you know a lot of the time you'll look at a deck and be like i don't understand why this is, like people think this is good and you'll just see other people have success with it. You'll still be baffled by it. But then a <laughs> yeah. lot of the time, like when you play a tournament versus when you test in like the cl- like the the specific circle of people that you test with, where it's like, well, you know, we're making sure everything is going the correct way. But then like you play a tournament, it's like you can't give your opponent a crazy amount of credit, right? Like yeah. not to say that they're bad, but it's like they're not the people that you were testing with where, you know, you're playing open-handed or taking back moves or like learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, if we both play correctly, I don't think this deck can ever win, but like no one's ever truly playing correctly in a tournament setting. So you have to get that sort of feedback and then you have to have the feedback of like, can this deck play, you know, the full 45 minute rounds with like a, a win condition or something, you know, we look at like runic and stuff like that. And that's, there, there's just like levels to it um it's very hard like surface you know point to look at it if we if we look at the, the only results we have to base it off of like japanese results with cyberstorm access different format entirely yes. um and then the 10 case tournament right like that mm-hmm. that's like all we really had to gauge it and like obviously cash still ran rampant through the 10 case tournament and we we don't know if that's because people are either not prepared for cyberstorm access and they're like where we're at where it's like oh well if there's no ban list, then who gives a shit? Like, he's still going to have to play through Arise Heart. It's like, well, what are we doing? We're putting Kaijus in our deck for Noir and uh, and Arise Heart, right? Or, like, the zone locking combo is like, we may as well have Kurikara somewhere in our list. You know, it'll deal with this and that. And it just doesn't feel like you're gaining anything. You're just 
adding more stuff to the mix. This is not as fun, but yeah. Jeff, stop talking. He is probably. <laughs> we'll just, just move like, on to oh, the next. God, I hope they talk <laughs> yeah. about the band. List. Yeah, I know. I stop talking, and I'm also I have a new kitten, and he's attacking my feet, and I'm trying not to scream into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. All right, so um, this is actually the card that I was most excited for originally, and then just how things developed, I just don't care anymore. And that's like the I'm, uh, I'm dragon gonna, of the hundred apples. Everything on this list for you, Ryan. You okay. you you can guide them in, and I will tell you yeah. if it's good or bad. Right. All right. Now so say the, the card apple game. dragon thing without elf and without right. chaos ruler seems a yeah, lot worse so literally unplayable yeah um so the the okay, issue is do not oh, say that that not, card is still very good yeah <laughs> I, I think that card there's no is way good, you can read that card and say this card is unplayable nah like <laughs> un, unplayable is relative to like the format i don't think it's a, it's gonna Anytime be a play they card they make the good synchro monsters this card is going to come up in the future how about the, no, how course. about the bug guy from uh from dabble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh huh? yeah the... well has has that been played uh, what do you mean has it been played what do you mean has it wait which bug guy are we talking about the bug level eight synchro that sends yeah. a, that's not from in, that's not from dabble uh, what's it from i'm pretty sure it's from photon right uh regardless okay. <laughs> regardless what about that guy? anyway chaos ruler insect guy <laughs> yeah him he yeah. could be good still still probably on hey un- what if they unban yeah. global bulb like they did in japan huh then we then that guy still- sends global bulb Hey, we're supposed Still? to have a bandless talk, and we're never going to get to it. I know, I know. Yeah. Right. So okay, I I'll, think this I'll, card is good, I'm, I'm, but I'm I don't think it's you, as I'm tell you my, obviously my good. hot picks. My hot picks of the format, really quick, because uh-huh. Apple Dragon is not one of them currently. Sure. I think the Chaos Angel is pretty good. I think Chaos Angel is just a, a good card in general, and I think people are going to see that because that's going to be the front runner of the the set from what pre sales look like. I think, I think that card is going to end up as the. Uh, like the generic synchro. What's yeah. the, what's the card that that ends up? Like, what was the like ultra savage word? dragon? Savage dragon yes. Yeah, like, sure, sure. yeah. So savage yeah, I, I think I think, I think that card really good. Ultra. Works in everything. It's perfect. The bestial uh, dispato. I I think again similar to chaos angel. You will see a deck where this card will shine. Um, again, I don't think it's like a crazy card, but I think it's like just really good this right card, and you can play this card in dragon link and it's pretty yeah good. yeah like, like i think i think well like, yeah like you play chaos angel and you play the the bestial card it's, right it's yeah. the same thing yeah I, I i think that card is good um and then i think the cyber support uh the cyber support oh yeah like the firewall defense mm-hmm. or stuff like that i mean those cards are just like the same as all the other uh stuff i, I think there's there's another funny thing that i, I wanted to bring up so I, I was messing around with like cyber uh because japan japan's using that as like their playback um into like what the format is uh for them which is just like pearly uh and like the super heavy whatever so it's like yeah you can probably just kill them with like update access and you have like all these other cool things but the then you link um the link link decoder which just like gives them additional bodies just by making like a link one i and then like you know just like summoning about it 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 just seems silly and i think that one facilitates a lot more um than what like maybe current can do because like obviously we don't have the luxury of like a really broken link one like everything just has to be like multiple card combinations and it, it deck's still good um i don't know if the new cards really give it any more benefit and that's sort of what we're seeing in japan as well where it's like they're not going super wide combo it's just like these are math mech cards i i think the new um the new spirit uh card i think that card's really interesting i don't know if it's like broken broken but just having like that whole one card 
you know, rank four seems really interesting. Um, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the spirit that was the sneak preview card. I'm like, that card isn't playable. Oh, I don't know what no, you're talking no, no, about. No, yeah. no, no. Okay, yes. No. Yeah, the spirit that's for generic, for generic rank four. Yeah, that card uh, is very good. Sakatama, Sakaitama, whatever it is. Sakatama. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I was looking through bulk and I found uh, Aratama. Yeah. And the other. Yeah, Aratama is a good one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, so like that's that's gonna be like a nice engine that people are just gonna like load up in decks that make falls. Like it's just gonna be like make your uh make your math mech <sighs> thing add circular and like cool like play make you know side uh, locked. Gallant granite search uh Zephrath. You know you you yeah. know how I get. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, okay, so I think that's more or less Sayak yes. round up. That's that was side. good. That so was a good. I agree. That was good. Yeah. I appreciate. I appreciate you. You just hammering those last ones out. Okay. So, uh, ban list predictions and wish list separately. I think we talk a little bit about what we want to happen and then a little bit about what we think will actually happen. So, as far as like, let's do the first like category of like, let's look at the decks that exist currently and that we maybe think shouldn't exist uh, any any further. Um, and I think the big one is Kashira, right? And how do you think we hit? How do you think that deck should get hit? And what do you think they'll actually end up doing? I guess first, let's just look at what Japan already did, which was limit Fenrir, limit Unicorn, limit Field Spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's it. He says <laughs> as he, you know, I don't think they limited Theosis or anything. Um, no, I think it no. was. Yeah, I think it was just that. Obviously, that's a lot. That's, um, but yeah. Uh, do you think that that is the approach that needs to be taken, or do you think a different approach should be taken or could be taken? Nah, that's that's too heavy-handed. Uh, I think we're all of the opinion of that unicorn is the strongest card of the deck, and that card will probably get limited to one. Um, and when it comes to cards like Fenrir, so it's weird because Fenrir is like a pretty strong card. But I think the fact that it's generic is what makes people think, oh, this card will get limited. But I think that is kind of a reason not to limit it. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. great to have cards like that for other decks. I think it makes other decks more interesting. Like, when you summon Fenrir alone, I feel like it's never a card where you're like, holy crap, they summon Fenrir. Yeah, if my opponent's uh, playing not Kashira and they, like, summon Fenrir, I'm not, like screaming i'm just like oh, that's pretty good. even if they are playing cashier run oh yeah actually yes <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> uh, i think if they're playing cashier run, they leave fenrir i go thank god yeah thank god it was fenrir and not unicorn <laughs> yeah you're right so, I, so I i don't think i would go down that line i mm-hmm. don't think they're gonna hit the field spell it's a secret rare i think also when we look at uh the um the tier deck, which is also secret rare, they let you have the field spell, but like limited all the other guys. Um, hey, I, I have a wild idea that might actually be the soul. What if they just ban Big Bang? What? What? What if they just ban Kashira Big Bang? So then you still always end on a Rise Heart. And yeah, a lot. But that's if we're, if people are saying like they're gonna ban Diablosis and then consistency hits, it's just like. What if you just ban Big Bang entirely, and that that you just can't you can't zone lock like can't sure. do anything? 
and that, um, that would be the solve right because it's just a it's a common in a course that, and no one's going to be upset but that's i think that's like two next level like i don't think anyone would even fathom that like that would just be like my yeah i also you know don't what think i mean like i'm, I'm sitting here that. thinking i'm like <laughs> i guess like, so so i think that if if they i would agree with you that if they weren't allowed to like hit diablosis Mm. um which i think is like a silly a silly rule but like well not not even like a rule it's just something people have made up right it's just like yeah prize prize card you can't yeah that is like well you never know you never know when you go to japan and you say hey we want to hit this card and they're like no yeah you you truly don't know is um is diablosis a v jump or like a w jump or like a value book i think it's a valuable book let me check okay i'm i'm actually because um so apparently that was like an issue but now we have separate ban lists where I don't think it matters because that was that was an issue with Shockmaster, right? That was like the funny thing. It was like Shockmaster was a a value book promo in Japan, and the the law behind it back in like the early ish to two thousand tens was um was them saying yeah they can't ban Shockmaster in Japan, uh, and the reason is because the value book never goes out of print. You can always go and just like buy a copy of it so, so like they can't ban a card in circulation diablosis was just in their equivalent of battles of legend it was just in a pack i don't know why i thought for sure this was a jump promo that's so bizarre they just removed this this was supposed to be in our battles of legend lights revenge mm-hmm. and they just took it out and made it a prize card that's really weird i didn't know that i thought for sure it was a promo interesting oh, that is super weird but anyway i mean okay. that's not the I first just, time I, they've done like bogusko was supposed to be in the first battles of legend and they just made it a cyber import randomly so mm-hmm. i i don't i don't know like obviously there's some weird stuff going on with how these cards get distributed. that's just well, bizarre to me i, did, I yeah. didn't know that i thought i thought for sure it was a it was a uh a jump promo or a Bible. Yeah, promo. I mean, at that point, I'd feel a lot more confident about them. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a number monster. Uh, oh god. Yeah, it is a number monster. Okay. Yeah. So, how many of those are banned? I, <laughs> I, I, I think so. So when Ryan goes back and makes a little graphic of this, I I I think the way that Kashira would. I, I do like the idea of, of just getting rid of, of Big Bang. Um, something else we talked about was uh, we have saw that... Okay, cat, that's enough. Ow, ow, ow. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, with When we saw with Tier Lament how they banned a key card that made the deck work and how it works with other cards, and that was with uh, the the Fusion Kit Kolos, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan and I talked about before where you just ban uh, Kashira, um, rank seven guy, Shang? yeah, Shangri-La, Shangri-La. Shangri-La. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you because it gets rid of the, the zone locking thing, you can still summon your Arise Heart, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about Diablosis, you don't have to worry about any of that other stuff, you just get rid of the thing that does the degenerate thing of zone locking, and yeah. And, and and that's that. Also, it's like it's a super rare. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I I think again that is like a next level thing that I don't think that they will do. I think Big I, Bang I, has a bigger chance of getting hit than like Shangri La. Really? I I think Shang is a, is a very weird one, in that like 
you can still summon uh like rupillos right like so so obviously using it as like an argument is like kind of kind of fruitless because you can still summon a rise hot like you know hard ways or but which it, you it, do it every seems time like, anyway yeah no it, it, exactly every right time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so like i i think they might just not even consider hitting shang just given how like japan has panned out i think i think the consistency hits would make a little bit more sense uh tcg side before they start hitting stuff like shang and like they'll just try and keep it in the format and it'll just be another like you know average control so deck. i think hitting the consistency of this deck makes it much worse i think if they ban shang and keep all the cards at three it is a better deck than if they limit Fenrir no, I, and Unicorn. I agree. And, like, I, I just... I, I, think, yeah. I think cards like Fenrir in a deck like this, where, like, it can be utilized, I think that's, like, very, very, like, strong. When Fenrir is searching Fenrir, nothing matters. You know what I mean? Like, no one's like, ah, oh, no, he's such Fenrir. But, like, when <laughs> Fenrir is searching Terelement, Castira, like, yeah. Then, then, then I have a point of concern, and like obviously in like really because I'm never, I'm never thinking. Oh man, they search. I think he German. means in in the context of an actual Trellman deck. Like if that would no, be like, how well, it's no, utilized, like so just like, like uh, searching, searching a card, them searching Fenrir. I, it, it shouldn't make a difference. Like I, I, that's why I agree. I'm like Fenrir yeah. should probably be at three. But I think when Fenrir is like functioning as like a way to get to another like extender or something else right like when fenrir is like multifaceted then it becomes really really awkward because then i think that card is stupid if fenrir is literally just existing to search another copy of itself it's just stratos at that point it's stratos with like 2400 and it banishes a card like i'm okay with that i think that's like the natural power creep i unfortunately think that we're in that we're in the minority so i'm gonna I'm going to explain my bias as to why I don't want Fenrir Limited. I've said this before, but as long as we're on the topic, I'll just say it again. Um, I really want to play Vanquish Soul when it comes out. And the biggest problem with Vanquish Soul as it stands in the TCG is we do not have Maxi. So we lack a, a reasonable Earth monster to reveal for the effects. Fenrir would fill that spot perfectly because it's a reasonable card you can play in your deck you know you just summon it and it searches a fenrir and now that is the earth monster you are revealing for your vanquish soul cards and i think that card fits that deck so 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 perfectly and i really really want to play that deck so i'm just gonna show my bias of that is why i don't want fenrir limited because i Mm -hmm. think if fenrir is limited i think that deck literally seems borderline unplayable (laughs) but so uh, we'll on that subject i think yeah. something you can also do is when i was trying to mess with that deck mm-hmm. is that you can also use a single copy of rise heart because it is fire and then you can use that to reveal as a fire yeah, monster, sure. or yeah. you can use it as an exceeds play mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah very very yeah like i i think and then defender is limited i think even using that rise heart is much less relevant because then what are you going to do well, yeah, like you just yeah. wouldn't do it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you just wouldn't do it yeah so so I think, yeah, like a small engine of, you know, three Fenrir and one Rise Heart in the Vanquish Soul deck is like cool. And I think that deck is cool and I want to be able to play it. So I'm going to hope Fenrir doesn't, doesn't. And, and yes, and I do agree with everything you said. I think Fenrir is the least offensive card in this deck. I do not think, especially because we've all agreed in the actual Kashira deck, Fenrir is not the best card. Like, 
when you when your only starter is Fenrir, it's not even yeah it's like summoning Fenrir in the Kashtira deck does not do anything actually like on its it makes Shangri-La and passes like it it, it doesn't do anything like Fenrir in the Kashtira deck is not even the focal point it really is Unicorn and Birth are the crazy crazy cards in the Kashtira deck and like if you limit Unicorn and limit Birth and maybe limit Field Spell uh, again, we've said maybe they don't do that, but it's like, which not limiting the field spell makes me feel like Fender's gonna get get limited because, and maybe maybe the stars oh, align and I get to play I field spell and Fender. If anything in my happens deck. to happens to Fender, I think that they semi limited it. I would be okay with that. I think that would also be. I think that would also be a, a fine. A fine. That That's interesting. Yeah. Flash it. It ends up being like malicious, where like you just spend or search ah. and then you do it the one thing, right? Yeah, you're, that's that, that's a good. Yeah, I could definitely get behind that. Like I would even I would even say maybe that's like fine. Like that might actually be like a very reasonable one if it's like limit unicorn, semi limit Fenrir. And I agree that like I usually don't like cards getting semi limited, but when a card can interact with itself, then absolutely semi limiting is like a relevant thing, right? So yeah, I can definitely get behind that. I don't think that's I don't think that's that bad. I think that's fine. And it's like a reasonable thing to do. And would make Vanquish Soul playable still, because it still fills that function of you can summon Fenrir in search of Fenrir and not yeah. be sad. Please don't. Please let me play Vanquish Soul. I'm begging you. Please. <laughs> I'm just gonna scream it into the void. <laughs> like, please let me play this deck. <laughs> yeah, um, I could definitely see that. Uh, but I think my my personal like wish list, I guess, of like of like what I would ideally want happening would be Shangri Era getting forbidden and probably no other hits. Mm-hmm. Just because then then um to go back to something I mentioned way, way, way earlier of the guessing game of okay, you know, how do you play around these? Then then the Kashtira deck is making Arise pass or two arises. And then the Prelude deck mm-hmm. is making Noir. And then there are cards that actually overlap against that. And you're not just getting zone locked, and you can actually make a deck that if can you, cover these things. You know, what if as well on the note of uh, literally everything? Uh-huh. What if we ban Rise Hot? <laughs> right, like no, the level I, four guy. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking with you. That, I mean, like that could be an option. Yeah, that could be an option um, too. I, yeah, I think, I think the actual hits that have to happen. Well, to uh, completely... if you're banning Rise Hot, it's because you're banishing Big Bang, and at that point, you just be banish- banning Big Bang. Well, it's more it's more for the fact that Rise Hot is like enabling the first proc of um, yeah yeah it's enabling the of, first of Shang, the right? first trigger of Shangri-La. Yeah. Yeah. but like no it, it it's it's all the same thing like in some respects I think like in the grand scheme of things the body from Big Bang is mattering more than the banish uh, and from Rise Hot hundred percent matters yeah. Yeah, like, yeah yeah like you, you don't no care no, if no, I, I, no I, I, I agree no, I'm, I'm just saying more from like if you try and like dig deep and find something that isn't there I'm sure you could make an argument for banning. Uh, you know, multiple banning, of the like banning the cards, rise. Right? Banning rise also makes unicorn no longer a one card three three material seven. Right? It shouldn't be. Mm, you can't. Uh, no, you can you can scare banish the osis and do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can. Okay, sure, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 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 And then you're. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's about the same. I think the only way to actually just like make this deck not uh, a powerhouse, well, not like a powerhouse in the format, but like a functional deck in the format, is to you know, just ban Arise Hot and just be done with it, right? Like, yeah. that's just the solution. That is the other option. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't think we, we really want to talk about Kashtira. You just mean to make the deck unplayable. 
No, no, no. Like, well, technically, yes, but I don't think a rise. No, not technically. That's that, that just that's just what it is. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think a rise on should exist. So yeah, make the deck unplayable. I don't give a shit. All right, next one. What are um, we? What else do we think? Yeah, uh, sprite for the next. I, th- I'd rather. I mean, we can talk about sprite, but I think there's only. I think for it's very simple for me. I think that they're probably just going to hit one card and hit starter to one. If they really want to do anything else, they can maybe. I would not hit blue. I'd probably hit uh yeah. jet but i think it's just going to be sprite starter to one honestly yeah or gigantic band maybe mm. but probably starter probably, not. probably starter to one jet to one that's what japan did i think there, there's there's some like other silly ones that i like contemplated but they don't make too much sense it was like shit like nimble beaver to one right like just silly <laughs> stuff like that that actually yeah. don't even seem they actually don't even seem terrible. Yeah, like or um, Nimble Beaver to two even would like make it a lot more difficult. Yeah, honestly. like potentially, like, yeah, right? That's yeah. very funny. That's funny. Yeah, just like like the little things like that will definitely like layer to it. I don't think Sprite. I mean, needs well, a hit. instead of doing Nimble Beaver, couldn't they just go ban Nimble Inkler? Yeah, that also uh, is an option. My my I well like. I guess it doesn't make it like a different, like you're just making the deck worse. And it's like, if it's still an ignorant thing, then yeah, you should probably be banning be like angler at that point. Um, I think once you get to the point where you think you're going to ban like angler, you probably should just be looking at banning sprint entirely. Yeah. That's but uh, well, that's, that's, that a, that's a different topic anyway. Yeah. yeah I think exactly. sprint is that, that's what eventually. I mean. Like that's a different topic of discussion. I think I, I don't think Sprite has to be hit currently. I don't think there's anything crazy. I think Double Cross is a card that might actually be like a little problematic in theory, but I don't think we're at that point yet where that needs to be discussed. I think that card is like a very silly card, but not like it, it's it's never like the craziest card every time, but it does seem like a ridiculous card when you read it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as a searchable, no, I, it's just, I, it's just, I it's just very off putting. I, I I I don't agree actually. I, I think that card is good among sprites and like that's really it. You can't really like. Well, I think when it when it comes to sprite being really good, I th- I think of it as being really easily I, well, splashed. Well, yeah, it's, it's never like and that. The reason why it's really easily splashed yeah. is because of all the other cards, not mm. because of that. Um, no, I I agree. It just seems like such an outlandish card. Um, like I'm 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 hitting all the the weird stuff in this discussion, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't think that's a card that. What's has banned to be banned, Gamma Burst? Think... <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. On I I I honestly think I think that card does not need to exist. Oh my god! It is literally no. It is literally the stupidest card. The amount of times that you are just losing to your opponent, going like Gifta, summon guys, summon blue gamma burst and you're just dead and that that does it can and will it happen during tier form it happens every time that card only exists to cheese wins literally yes. nothing no, else. i agree but yeah. it's limited removal i i don't think it has to be banned i just don't think there is any reason for it to exist because no like no one is literally looking at gamma burst and saying yeah you know what i guess i can use it to buff my guy to attack over like this thing no it's always just like i'm going to use this to like facilitate some absurd otk that should never come up and i'm only winning because i have gamma burst in my deck and my deck is worse right like when sprite was good it did not have to play gamma burst now sprite is bad it has to play gamma burst <laughs> anyway yeah. yeah sprite is fine doesn't need to be hit uh any anything that you know should happen is just going to be like gigantic but i don't even think that should be a thing i think gigantic is just a really interesting card 
the restriction on it is fine. I think it's always the ignorant stuff, right? Like maybe ban Ibley and that's your argument against like Sprite. Right? Sure, sure, yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, like that could be that could be fine. I think Ibley is the silly card, but also keeps some stuff in check. I don't know how to feel about it. That's I'll let Konami do with that one. Yeah. I can't give an opinion um, on that, I don't think. So we kind of already talked about branded. Like mm. actually just completely. Yeah. Um, so let's no, skip ahead to be, uh, Lab Lab Brief. I think Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Mathbeck is Mathbeck is like the second most played deck in Duel and Book. Oh well, right no. Now. I I just for Labyrinth, I just want to say I don't think that needs to get hit. Yeah, but what is terrible. the top rated deck on Duel and Book, huh? I think. Yeah, exactly. I think Labyrinth is Turbo. not very. Anyway, good. I don't think Labyrinth is a problem. I don't think it needs to be hit at all. I, okay, okay. So if you if Labyrinth ever becomes a problem, it is not Labyrinth itself. I think right. Labyrinth no, is yeah. fine. It's stuff like Ghost and Imagine and Rivalry and yeah. all that crap. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Like I I think like you would evaluate stuff. As it comes, right? It's like, oh, these floodgates are like the problem shot. It's like, oh, this card is getting cheated out. D barrier eradicated virus, right? Like, those are the silly cards yeah. that are just becoming, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, what did we hit in Flunderies? Did we hit consistency cards in Flunderies? No, we banned the stupid card. Is Flunderies still a playable deck? Not really, but like, it's a deck you can play and it's not. You know, gonna like do that, anything that deck different. Is still topping regionals, so no, it, I mean... it, it well, it well, it multiple one top four, the two fiftieth in LA, and then like two yeah. others top the two fiftieth in LA, and like three or one or two top the one in uh, in London. So like the deck is still fine, and I think that's like the thing you want to do with labyrinth. You don't want to hit any of the labyrinth cards because they're very very fair. Some of them look really ignorant, but these these combos or like these setups would not happen without the ignorant cards looping d barrier is not happening you know uh it, if d barrier doesn't exist so you know yeah sure fine. yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i agree the labyrinth uh, cards you want to talk about math mech um, is like the easy one well clearly i don't want to but we may <laughs> we, I, we, I we think, can <laughs> i think cybos decks in general are very silly right now um because of just like how easy it is just like you know not cheese out a win because it's just what the deck is actually supposed to be doing is just like update into access right and that's just been you know what what the deck can do for you know the longest time like salamangrate does the same thing i think update jam it doesn't have to exist um which is interesting i don't think you should be hitting access code i think access code is fine right so i mean i mean i so a long time ago, when Boral Sword first came out, I thought to myself, "I think this card could be banned one day. You could just attack mm. per game out of nowhere." And then they made a better Boral Sword, and I thought the same thing. I said, "This card could just be banned one day." I think, um, but I do think it's on the fairer side of cards. Like when we think about cards being banned, I think I don't think this is like at the top of the list. But I do think there's a world one day where like this card ends up being banned because it's so easy to pump out a 5,000 attack monster that destroys everything. And, like, even if we do... So I think that, yeah, Update Jammer should be banned. This card, in tandem with Access Code Talker, has the highest win rate out of any card played on Dueling Book. Any Every, every card in the game. With, with more than 1,000 games uh, played. That, with 72%, around 70% of the time you summon Access Code... Uh, with update jammer you're winning the game that is extremely high and extremely worrying if anything that goes so when you look at for me personally once you see that win percents of cards or decks are in the 60s that is when you want to start looking at okay maybe we should be doing something here 
update jammer and access code are like 70%. That is like a pretty big deal. That is not something you want to ignore, uh, which I think that, but I think that they might because I don't think it's something that's like talked about enough. Uh, I agree that update jammer should be banned. And I think that if you look at any other cards, I think circular should go to one. That card is just way too easily used. It generates so much um, and it just lets you do stuff, not even in just cyber decks. So we were talking about this before, where you can splash this card into other decks, right? Which, like, no one is doing. And um, the only instance I found, really, of somebody doing it is uh, somebody topped, like, a Latin American remote YCS with Crystal Beast. And I looked at their deck, and there was just one circular in it. And I was like, what is happening? And... He just used the Crystal Beast engine to make a rank four, and it made the Mathmech rank four that searches circular, and then circular sends the guy, uh, one of the guys that summoned back, and then it searches the reborn spell, and then it just does like update jammer and just kills you or something. And I'm like, what is happening? Or not update jammer? It, it does um, uh, maybe it wasn't update jammer. It, it was it was just making like a, a, a like a link four and just killing his opponent. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, like sh sure. And um, the only restriction circular has is. It says you can only attack with one monster for the rest of this turn. So if mm -hmm. update jammer is banned, you can never, with an asterisk, do 8,000 off one attack. So with update jammer getting banned, you could argue Mathmech doesn't become playable no, anymore, but attack, whatever. But it, it's yeah. technically one card. Most of the circular is just like one card access code update jammer right yeah yeah which i'm saying that update jammer bypasses the only restriction circular has yeah. so yeah. so if other jammer is gone then circular actually has a restriction and it becomes a much more fair card so i might even argue circular doesn't need to get hit if update jammer gets hit because then it can't ever actually kill your opponent which is relevant i guess but we'll see how that plays out i guess uh but yeah i i agree with you it's like not many people are really discussing it like i don't think a lot of people really realize just how generic circular can be especially um, maybe in tandem with the cards that Bowden was talking about from Syak with the, like the, the new spirits that can just like make a rank four. It's like, you just make a rank four, search circular, summon circular, like just do whatever. Right. And like, you're probably going to kill your opponent. Uh, seems good. And I'm pretty sure that actually works with the transcode restriction because the spirits are, are additional normal summons. Yes. So transcode, which I believe says you may only special summon cybers is the turn you use it. So the the spirits getting extra normal summons shouldn't conflict if I if I remember correctly what all these cards say it shouldn't conflict with that so you can probably just do that and just transcode uh, update jammer uh, access code and just make it the easiest game of your life mm -hmm. probably so we'll see how all this plays out if nothing gets hit but yeah definitely something to be concerned about something on your radar at least. I still, I still think you do need to like have access to a kaiju enough of the time, right? Like, given how the format is panning out, it's like, sure. yes, going first, like uncontested, you can, you know, cure world hunger, right? Like, who cares? Going second, I think you are playing into boards with like negates, suppressive boards, arise hearts, noirs, all of that bullshit. So, uh, so like, yeah, like the fact that you should know, yeah, you can, uh bypass the transcode restriction is good but sometimes you will have to hide you anyway special yeah. santa claus yeah and it's like mm -hmm. well now you have to have an extra body it's like ah, i guess so yeah. but yeah that would be solved extra body let's just get rid of update entirely <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um, um so after that i think um 
the runic slash maybe Nasharia cards, more so the runic cards. Yeah. Um, especially because Dual Nexus, they're getting a really, really good runic fusion, if I remember correctly. I, yeah, I think that card is great. I think that card is incredible. Like, I read that card and got mad <laughs> at yes. how good I thought it was. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, I can definitely see Runic getting getting a bit... I, I don't think Runic needs to be, like, destroyed. I don't think Runic is, like, so super crazy that, like, you know, you can't fight back. But I definitely think, you know, some light hits could be... I think, like, Limiting Fountain could be something to look at. Um, I think having the recursion of Fountain is a Runic? lot. I think they're okay. Um, obviously, the, the issue is... Um, you know, like, it'll still exist. It's just going to be watered down. And it's like, how how many times are you using it for more than just, like, genning a fusion, right? Like, everything is turning into Fountain anyway. Does the additional copy of Fountain matter that much? Like, it will, but I, I don't know if it's ever enough. And it's like, I don't know if Runic is truly good enough to hit, which is which is, like, crazy for me to think, like, I don't think you should be hitting for Haya or you should be hitting Naturia. Like, obviously, I think Naturia Beast is a silly I think, card, can, like, I think you can ban that Beast. Oh, no, I, yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think that should exist. I was, when you're talking to Naturia cards, I think Naturia Beast should be banned. Yeah, I think Naturia Beast shouldn't have existed from the get-go. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, like yes, that. I agree. That card is ridiculous. <sighs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, when we get to, like, Runic itself and you look at, like, it doing well, I think Runic is just, like, really well-designed in the grand scheme of things. Like, I think Fountain is silly, but I think the Runic cards themselves are just great. MST that does another thing when you don't need it to be MST has to be my favorite, just everything, right? <laughs> so maybe yeah. Fountain Hit is just the appropriate course of action. I think Tip Hit and Fountain Hit are, like, the safe bets, right? Like, if they're going to do anything, it's going to be something like that. Sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I think... I don't think I would see both of them go to one. I think it's probably it would be one, one or the other. Yeah. Um, I think they would just end up going for tip, honestly, because it's just like the mm. easiest one. It's like this card is all of them. Um, yeah, I think tip giving you the extra um, shuffle back as well is like the other issue, right? Because like tip is always generating itself like, plus yeah, another t- runic card. Yeah, tip will like almost always let you say, "All right, I'm drawing three cards this turn," whereas uh-huh. without it now you're probably drawing one uh, yeah. or two but yeah i i i honestly don't think it has to be hit now um i wouldn't be surprised if they don't hit it but you know if they do hit it i i would sway towards fountain and tip and i think those are like the that's like the logical course of action yeah um could also see an argument for them banning uh hugan entirely right that like later sure, down the sure. line if you think this to be an issue because then you have to hard draw the fountain and then we'll see like these more like raw dedicated runic decks and it's like you don't get the luxury of like a free level two like runic sprite and shambles huh yeah soon only runic generator will uh will be the best deck but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes absolutely um so i think that more or less covers the decks that like currently exists that i think like need to be addressed um or like need other, to be discussed other than that i think there are just individual cards i think we sure yeah 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 like what individuals which ones uh, the first one so when i thought about naturia beast the first one that came to mind is cyberstein 
that mm -hmm. card should probably just be banned again. Uh, just no, <laughs> yeah. That card does nothing except for cause problems. They're, it's just one of those things that we talk like it, it's like Mass Driver. What is this card used for? Only evil Only and evil. nothing else. Yeah, hey, for, for the history of the whole game. It's funny as well that all of these super heavy samurai decks, when they're not FTKing you, they're trying to Cyberstein into exterior. Or now they're trying to spell cancel it because they realize, well, this doesn't beat Dark Roller. And it's just like these whole like layers to it where you just think, damn, why the fuck are any of these cards legal now? I, like, yeah, all it's doing yeah. is just, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. like, oh, we should ban exterior. It's like, well, some idiot's just going to come up with some other FTK with like Stein and it's just not going to be good. But like now you have to worry about Stein for like 10 minutes, you know? Or like mm -hmm. Stein into element format. People make this like, I still see people talk about it now in like Marcel. It's like, I think Cyberstein is like pretty broken. It's just instant fusion, but it's a no. I'm like, just shut up. You, you know what I mean? Like, just silly stuff like that where it's like, you're using it to summon Kit Colors. Like, I don't care, but like, Stein shouldn't exist and neither should Kit Colors. Let's just not talk about it. Easy. One of them doesn't exist. So. Hmm. And maybe soon yeah. both of them won't. Huh. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Other than Cyberstein, another one that i think we talked about this the other day in chat that i think that it definitely will not now but i think eventually baron has to go oh i <laughs> yeah i i think that's a card especially because they're printing this set had like three level 10 synchros mm. that are like it, it, good it, it, it has like some good <laughs> yeah. level 10 synchros yes. yeah and i'm like huh these are good but why would i ever make these when baron exists like for the most part right the, like, um, not exclusively Excel is a weird card now with Baron legal because I, I feel like that just adds another layer to it where it's like Baron probably shouldn't exist. But like Excel making any of the other tens is probably pretty reasonable. Like yeah. nothing it's seems just, ridiculously the fact that oppressive. Baron gets a negate, a pop, and also can turn into any monster in your graveyard, which is extremely yeah. underrated and it can just turn into like something super oppressive or like just super toxic. It's like that is like all three of those things together. They didn't need to be printed on the same card. Um, so I agree I definitely, completely. Yeah, I, I think it's too many. I think it just has. I think it just has too many effects that are all <laughs> like good. You know, it has too many effects that are all good. It's too many effects that are too good on a too generic of a card. Yes. Yes. Very. Yeah. Very much so. I'm People neglect the one where it just turns into anything in grave, and it's like, it's it's just very funny to think about. Like that was a. Uh, that was a big focal point. You know, Japan was doing, like, I'm going to make double Baron. One's going to tag out for Scythe after I Beatrice dump Scythe. Just silly shit like that. Or it's like, I, my Baron's going to summon back Spell Canceler because I, I dumped it off Beatrice. You know what I mean? Just, like, ignorant yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, well, that wouldn't have been enabled. Actually, that's a lie. It would have been enabled by that uh the shitty six that summons back from Grave. But uh, Baron's definitely the nicer one to do it with. The rank six? Yeah. That, yeah. Card is, that card's not great. So, you know. If they're using that, it's it's not as it's not as egregious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for uh, the next card was uh, what, what I think. What about uh, two cards that are like do similar kind of things, and that's dimensional shifter and drool and lockbird. Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. We saw and, and dimensional shifter. We saw Japan put that card to two. Uh, we yeah. still have it at three. I. It's weird that a lot of people have a huge problem with Shifter, but I hate it significantly less than a lot of other people because I think it's 
a card that works in very specific decks. But I can understand, like, it's one of those cards that, like, when you draw it, it makes your opponent's deck not function for a turn, and that's usually all you need. Yeah. Yeah, it it being the turn skip is very, like, upsetting. I, I'm i sure we've seen it, like, time after time, uh, where, you know, you get shifted and you're just like, well, I guess... It, like, there's playback to shifter, right? But then it's just like, if your opponent's deck is doing something unfair alongside shifter, I think everything sort of, like piles itself down whereas traditionally when we see cards like shifter you don't necessarily see someone do anything uh you know particularly like unfair like, or like fair you know you know like if it came out it was just like time. unplayable right like that was the whole thing yeah uh so th that's why i would be upset if shifter gets hit before drawn lockbird because drawn mm. lockbird effectively does a similar thing which shuts down your opponent's deck for one turn except this mm. card can be used in basically every deck and so if they look at this and say oh people have been playing lots of dimensional shifter over the past year but not a lot of people have been playing a lot of drawn lockbird and they hit dimensional shifter i'm gonna be pretty pissed because Drawn Lockbird is about to be very strong in this upcoming format, and any time Drawn Lockbird is good in the format, I think that format is absolutely terrible. It's I think the other like thing that you bring up as well, like compared to Shifter, is like they knew that Shifter would be a problem if you're able to chain like not chain multiple Shifter, obviously, like that can come up, but more so the fact of uh oh, you have Shifter, it's like you can't shifter when you draw two of them, but you can draw twice if you draw two draw. Right, yeah. so it's like you draw them, turn skip, do something mildly oppressive, draw, turn skip again in some instances. Whereas like shifter doesn't give you that luxury, um, and I think that's like not a big selling point for me to want to have draw to exist. But I don't think it's like a major one. It's just like another like it's like icing on the cake, right? Where it's just like this card shouldn't exist because of what it does, but also you know it's archaic card design from twelve years ago. And, you know, we have, like, all these nice restrictions on cars like that now, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, so outside of those, uh, something that Japan did and we haven't, and I'm not sure if we will, is, uh, like, the Bistials. Like, they limited all mm. the Bistials to one. We have all of the Bistials. And if they go and hit some of the other cards, like the other decks, I think it is reasonable that we might see, like, Magnema to one. Mm. I don't think we need to. Um, that might be a more like down the line sort of thing if they deem it necessary. Because like I feel like if we didn't see it after Terrellement format, uh, we probably aren't likely to see it now. Yeah. No, Does no, that no. Sound reasonable. No, I agree. Uh, I'm thinking because like I'm, representation more, wise, uh, right? Uh, uh, I'm saying like okay, we hit like the top three decks. Mm. What's left? And we like, oh, here's like branded and like these bestial cards. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I I don't think I don't want to say they don't have the foresight, but there's definitely been some like things that I think they've neglected going into formats after they've done a really really big like you know just hit, mm -hmm. right? Like when they've when they've hit like multiple decks and they've just spread everything out. It's like yeah, but you forgot this one, and then you just have like a really bad like next three months or something where you know it's like this is running rampant. Yeah. um and that that's like a, a point of concern um but yeah like i could see it happening uh i don't know if magnemot's like even enough right like does branded even play multiple bestials anymore like not really yeah i i 
I, I'm not sure. I don't think. I don't uh, think he would. Like, um, every list I've seen plays, like, one Sauronir, and then sometimes Lubellion, sometimes yes. Nyva, sometimes Regain. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's just, like, very, very weird. Uh, when it comes to hitting those cards specifically, so I'm not, I'm not sold. I think you would also maybe have, like, just given how, uh, how their utility works, it's like you, if you put stuff to one, it would have to be Magnum just by default. But like, I think if they become an, like a real issue, you probably have to ban at least one of them, and it might just be Lebellion. But I think that's the only thing that would stand out to me, though. But yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about. Thankfully, we probably won't have to worry about it for a good period of time. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Um, the the last card on my list of singletons, there might be more I'm forgetting, is a card that is semi-limited in Japan, uh, but not here. That's Pot of Prosperity. Uh, this mm. card is incredibly strong. Um, that I think the biggest thing this card has going for it is the ability to go six cards deep to grab really problematic side cards. I yeah, think... that, I've noticed that happen a lot more in a lot of the pearly decks, right? Because they they have like the the non engine spots, and then post side it's like, well, we're going first. Let's so instead of putting in uh, people were doing like cards like trap trick, right? Um, mm -hmm. But now you could just do all these other cards that are solely good going first. You have your really good main deck that like can function going first, but like going second is you know a different ball game. Um, but then they also just have cross. Yes. And like that, that's when it gets kind of scary, right? Like that's where I'm I'm like, oh are you gonna hit all of the problem cards? You know, like you should. <laughs> you know, like you should probably hit D barrier. Like that's that's the card that doesn't need to exist. It's only ever gonna be used to be hateful. But uh at that point, yeah, I think Prosp is probably a reasonable hit, uh, for sure. And we've uh, seen I'm... it with other other pots as well, right? Like right, yeah, so we have desires at two. But I think another reason why this card might end up going to two is also the fact of how strong and how consistent it makes the uh the Kashira deck. Because not only mm. does it function as a way to get you to the pieces you need to play, but it also has the secondary unintended function of being able to use extra mm. deck monsters as materials for a rise heart. That is definitely one that was neglected for a long time, I think. That like, yeah. is finally just a pretty big issue. <laughs> I agree completely. Yeah. So it's a, now it's like it lets you if you have prosperity, now you're a rise heart. If your opponent deals with it, lets you pop your opponent's cards on your turn, draw cards and, and do extra stuff. So now it's like a rise heart gets to banish your opponent's cards, draw a card, and pop an additional card later. Um I think that hit would also take down the Kashira deck if they didn't want to go heavy handed on the Kashira hits. You know what I mean? It's like an unintended or like a side mm. effect. So like you can hit the Pot of Prosperity, which will lower the, the probability of Kashira opening their good Kashira monsters, which sometimes is already a problem. Like Ryan, you know, Ryan, anytime Ryan plays a Kashira deck, he'll draw six cards and none of them are Kashira monsters. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ty, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been known to happen. Yeah. Uh, it so is yeah, very I don't know why you said that as if it was like a it was like a personal problem I have. Like I don't know, but yeah, it's like yeah, Ryan Stee's not drawing any Kashira monsters, like, yeah, I guess. Uh so yeah, I mean I think on top of like the, the Kashira hits of like Unicorn plus whatever additional card they decide to do and Pot of Prosperity, I think that's probably uh the way to go. Um 
Are there any uh, singleton cards you guys... Oh, there was another one, that, but this was a card that I think should be hit down the line, especially after they revealed something in Japan, and that is the Cerulee Dark World. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen Dark World do overwhelmingly well, but it is a thing that, like, we're talking about with the branded deck... For the health of the game, what do you like want to do? Even this this deck isn't good. This one deck does this super unfair thing, and I think they should just ban Cerulee. So because again, it's a, it gives it doesn't it gives it a card to your opponent and it does something crazy. <laughs> yes, it gives a card to your opponent no, and I, it tricks I, the game into thinking your opponent is using your effects. <laughs> like, yeah, I I think that would be very reasonable. Um, and I think that is again. Uh, the only card that is uh, in that in that deck that is like truly being used for evil, right? Like yes. Dark World itself isn't doing you know anything uh, super duper oppressive, just more of like you know uh, turbo draw and board similar to what we see with all these other decks. Like when it when it is going off and not resolving Cerulee. Mm-hmm. Um I I think for me, um, I think so. There's there's a bunch of weird things that I think can be hit. And that would these would just be like fixes that don't have any negative effect on anything. I, I think you can ban the super heavy samurai um, that enables the FTK. Its name escapes me, but it's a little little fellow. Oh, when you hat. banish it from grave to burn them. Yeah, right? I yeah. think I think if you ban that entirely, no one cries, right? I think um, I think Gotham's is also a very funny card and could probably just be banned because I feel like every time one of these combos shows up, it involves Gotham's. And now we have the bonus elves, which uh, you know, you if you if you open the um the 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 ultra, I can't remember its name. Um, that one turns into the the duck, and the duck turns into another one, and that's duck. three instances <laughs> where you can resolve Gotham's, right? And that's just silly. Um, so I think Gotham's is like a reasonable one to hit. I also think stuff like eradicate. So these these are like obviously long time coming ones, and like they're not they're not doing anything now. But I don't think these cards should really exist. Um, at all but when you look at the virus cards i don't think they're ever doing anything uh good for i the want game. them to ban literally all the virus they're just so stupid yeah. and it's like I, they ban the rod and crush say, card and it's just say, like you drew the wrong the wrong hand i think a yeah, very silly right like I with, with like, like no real playback or anything i think that's like um that's yeah. where it becomes really really awkward and that's like kind of upsetting um hmm i definitely think, think anything it's crazy. just it's it's very interesting to me that they ban crush card and then mm. just deck devin eradicator just eh, who, yeah it's like eh, i feel like those are better a lot of the time yeah so it's just yeah. different decks there yeah. so there's a card in the new set i did kind of want to talk about that we didn't get to that i'm mm-hmm. surprised they did make a secret rare because they love doing this and it's the new trap trick card it's like trap tra- oh tra- trap something. track or something yeah trap yeah. track yeah. yeah and and that card is just like trap trick without having to play extra copies of trap cards where it just says destroy a monster you control set a normal trap from your deck and you can activate it this turn so going does it first, have the same restriction of it's the only trap you can play or does it not have i it? actually don't think it does trap track i believe the japanese name is trap track but I what rarity know. is this called no 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 it does it's a common and i'm surprised because the oh that is shocking yeah rare. i would have assumed it would uh, not be a common yeah and you can only activate one trap card for the rest of the turn okay yeah, yeah. So, Not that that matters that much. It just means like, you can't play it crazy. Yeah, I know, right? How is it a common? Yeah, I don't know. That is crazy, actually. 
so because of that, like, we're getting, like, more of these kind of cards that let you do unfair things with, like, these normally unsearchable, powerful cards. And do not like that one bit. <laughs> yeah. That just sounds so... Oh, my, I forgot this card existed. God, that's so dumb. Yeah, even more reason to uh, ban Eradicator. <sighs> Or, or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much, yeah. Right? I, I, I definitely think Eradicator could uh, could stay on, go onto the forbidden list. It probably won't. I, I, we haven't seen it, but exactly. Um, I think as well we went over like uh the Notoria Beast and stuff like that. I think those are also kind of silly. Um, that's like pretty pretty reasonable. I think everyone sort of feels the same way. We don't need these like crazy negate end boards, and like we saw that with Tier. Tier wasn't generating uh negate end boards. It was more interactive. Right, yes. so like, if we have more decks like Rika that aren't having, you know, negate boards, and it's like this card is tributing your guy, this card is, you know, flipping the trap and tributing your guy, it, just silly shit like that. Like, I think those sort of decks are always, um, like pretty reasonable because there is playback, there is interaction. Um, maybe not all the time, but uh, it's more than you know. I negate this, you can't, you can't play. Um, yeah, that's where it, that's where it gets kind of silly. But like when it's just like you have to time it correctly and it's like do i tribute this monster or do i tribute this one it's like no i have four negates i can negate everything <laughs> yeah um i think that those are like my big ones but uh yeah like for the upcoming format that's like the other the other sort of thing i, I think there's anything i want to hit that might stop pearly i don't think pearly is going to be particularly like oppressive in the grand scheme of things but maybe i'm incorrect and it is just like highly represented because there's a lot of hype behind it That'll There's be interesting to, to see. Yeah, there is. I would say it is like kind of crazy how much hype there is around it versus yeah. like the other the other stuff. But maybe it's not crazy. Maybe that's just what. What, that is. what do you What do you think you do in the first wave of pearly hits? I'm I'm trying to figure that out. Like I think it has to be the same as cash with like consistency hits, right? Like that's the only thing that makes sense. Like if you're limiting, so um, the th the thing was with, with pearly in mm. um. In, in Japan, the the new spell card is really what pushes it over the top. I, I, like, yes, the uh, per, Pearly Lily is, like, extremely, extremely good. But mm. the fact that the Sleepy Memory... It, so two of the memories, you can only activate if you already have a card on the field. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I was thinking. That you let the you ones play that require you to have it. Right? Without, yeah, without having mm. a card in the field. And it's the card that lets you stack up to six draws during your opponent's turn. So I think that if they hit go with consistently hits, you just put that card to one. Yeah, and, I'm okay with that. Uh, you have, which means you have less ways to get started without committing cards to the field. And I think it's probably fine. Or I think if they could go with a weird way and ban Pearly Plump. Yeah, I I don't want to look at bans for this deck yet. Well, we're um, not talking about right away. We're talking about like. Well, if, no, 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 no. I I mean, like even even for like the next wave, because I like I can't. Uh, what did they hit on the first Salamangrate like rotation? They limited Gazelle, Gazelle and they, they limited Stalia, and they limited right? uh, Gazelle circle, and circle. circle. Yeah. Circle. When did they ban Stalio? Uh, when they banned every other deck. Yeah. When they banned Stalio when they banned. When did they ban Gazelle? They did not ban Gazelle. They did not ban Gazelle. They never banned Gazelle. What am I thinking? Of? Revisionist <laughs> history. No, no. Uh, not okay, yet. No, you're, you're right. So they, <laughs> yeah, they just hit God. Gazelle and they hit Circle and they still had the full power deck, right? Okay. 
What if they put ultra rare pearly not lily to one? That would that would be kind of kind of average. Well, I don't well, know. I mean, so if they just want to hit, they would just hit the uh yeah the they would hit beauty memory yeah, and they hit yeah. the, my the friend one. pearly or something right no 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 it would just you would just hit beauty and you would, oh the yeah no you're, you're right no you hit the spell because then they can't the reveal three right well, ne- well, you know, yes it can't reveal three of the same but also those yeah. are the ones that you can activate without having cards on the field without yeah yeah no, that, that was my first instinct as well like i think I think that's also maybe why they put those cards at such low rarity in a core set, like the new Pearly stuff and obviously like the new Super, uh, super Heavy Samurai stuff. Maybe that's why it's like low rarity because they can hit it if it becomes an issue and like no one will cry. Mm-hmm. Like that that could be <laughs> that could be their uh, the game plans. Like yeah, we we fucked up. Japan fucked up. Who knows? So yeah, that would that, that would be my instinct. I think yeah. Uh, like topic topic of pearly and banning cards. I think a card that could be banned is also Secret Village of the Spellcasters. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that too. Uh, again, only card I think Rainbow Village and Rainbow. Yeah, yeah the Rainbow card yeah. with letting you search it. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't. We can't, I don't we can't like, ban yeah, Rainbow I, Bridge I, already. <laughs> we, can't, we can't. Come on. I think I think Rainbow Bridge itself is fine. And then I think it's when you get into like the ignorant field spells, but then obviously it's like, eh. I feel like you okay. Surely you ban yeah. terraforming before you ban rainbow bridge. Like let's like let's yeah, be real that's here. what I mean. Like, you know, like let's think about this. Like, well, well, Ryan, if you discard terraforming for a pearly spell, shut, shut up. You get nothing. <laughs> but if shut, you discard rainbow bridge, shut, shut your mouth. You get everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that covers all the cards on my list. Uh, yeah. I think it covers Bowden's. I don't know if Ryan has any. Um, shockingly, I don't think. Oh, uh, Har- Harby's Featherstorm. Oh, can sure. just can okay. we just enough is enough, right? Like, can we just? Man, I hate that card. <laughs> this isn't even. I don't <laughs> just. That's it. Yeah, that's all I got. I was I was thinking like, man, what's the last card I lost to that made me angry? It's like Harvey's Featherstorm. <laughs> Yes, that's the last card I lost to where I meant where I j- j- just went, man. <laughs> like, why does this card exist? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I can agree with that too. Um, just a lot of stuff like that, huh? Like, yeah. just the, uh, just the turn skip traps are yeah. just not fun. Like, and I don't know why they ever existed, but. And it's it's just weird when they're like not played for so long, and then randomly they just line up against a lot of decks, mm-hmm. and then they just then they're just infuriating, and it's like, all right, fine, maybe enough is enough. Enough is enough, and we know what else is enough. This, yeah, I think this. we covered everything. Yeah. We covered um, everything. We, I think we did finally. It. Yeah, I can go to bed. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't really have any ideas for what we're going to do next time. So I don't have much of an outro. I'm going to say, should have said this in the beginning. Maybe I'll even edit this into the beginning of it, but probably not is comment the cards you want to see from cyber storm access and cards you want forbidden. That'll get some engagement to anybody who listened to this for an hour and 54 minutes, mm. but we'll see. Maybe I'll edit this to the beginning, but probably not. I don't trust myself. What? A, a like kind of like google form or email for people to send us questions yes we also do that um, yeah um, but i but, think that's that's all i got here we covered a lot actually more than i thought we would 
in about well, as much time as I thought we would. Well, <laughs> but, that, yeah, not me. I knew this is how this would go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening, and we will see you 